millennials, yeah, we back at it again. Versus the world, you know that we gon' win. Right by my side, got my family and kin. Go, K-Dot. man, his pockets tough. k like Giannis, he keep it a buck. Millennials up and we ain't getting stuck. No, they ain't ready, you think we gon' stop? Maryland and D.C., we got it on lock. Tune in, we live, and you know we the spot. Panels and parties, you know how we rock. Uh, millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. What up, what up, what up, man? It's Millennials vs. the World Podcast. It's your boy K.Mims, the only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time. Uh, so I hope everybody's holiday been great. Everybody's year is off to a really, 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 really dope start. Uh, yeah, we've been sticking and moving, man. So a couple of news to hit, a couple of updates for y'all, you know, out of respect for the viewers, the listeners, and, um, you know, everybody that's been supporting us. You know, Mike had to step away for personal reasons. Uh, amazing ride in the past, year and some change. Bro brought the vibes. He did everything. You know what I'm saying? He really, he really, really changed the game for millennials versus the world. So, uh, you know, it's authenticity and entertainment. So always keeping it a band with y'all. Always letting y'all know what's happening uh, behind and in front of the scene. So, yeah, man, he had to step away from co-hosting. Again, it was a personal reason. But, you know, we're going to keep the thing rolling. So today we are coming at you. We I got to learn how to stop saying we. <laughs> I'm coming at you with a real, real. Hold on. Shout out to Jay and Lewis now that I'm thinking about it. We still going to be doing a uh, bro podcast on Mondays. We'll start streaming live again next Monday. I'm not sure what day this will drop, but we'll start streaming Monday, January 10th. We'll be back on that live on Facebook. Y'all check us out. Y'all tap in. Y'all do all the things y'all already been doing for us. But now, on this good ah, snow day, ah, we're going to be coming with some good relationship talk, man. I think in reflection, you know, New Year just passed, in reflection to to everything that's been happening in life, the world, and everything else, you really start to realize, yo, like, relationships are out here really suffering. Like, I don't even think we understand the dynamics of these broken relationships or how to maintain relationships or even what a healthy relationship looks like. Yo, it's, like, really to the point where it's, like, nothing's, you know, a lot of people say it's simple, but it's not easy, but we get to the point where nothing's really, like, <laughs> agreeable on relationships and i ain't just talking about dating and and who you met on a dating app and how you rap in the dms nah i'm saying friends family members uh cousins however you want to flip it like yeah the dating world too but i think like that's just a a bystander to how we move and how we percolate with the people before we started dating that's our moms our dads our brothers our sisters or whoever that may be relationships is truly out here suffering bro and it's crazy because it's like not that hard it's like, yes, relationships get complex. Yes, um, you know, everybody's experienced trauma. Yes, it's a crazy world, so everybody doesn't feel the same way about everything. However, it, it we can say, like, we all kind of should have a universal understanding of emotions and, and, and communication and, you know, kind of know yourself. It almost boils down to self-awareness if you think about it. You feel me? So, you know, if anybody listening to this, tap in and, and let me know what you think about that. Do we have a universal understanding of what a relationship is, what it should look like, how we should move? Are we doing this just to benefit ourselves or should all relationships benefit both parties? Are all toxic relationships understood to be toxic? Is health or healthy relationships something that we can say we universally understand what they are over this next 30 40 minutes an hour wherever i go we about to break down relationships man so y'all gonna see me look at the phone 
well, the people, you know, that's on that's my visual watchers. Y'all gonna see me break down on the phone because I like thought about this. You feel me? We went in a bag over this. You understand what I'm saying? So my first point is I don't think anybody actually cares about other people's feelings. So I think relationships are suffering because we live in a place and in a time where like nothing is about solution. We're gonna get in contact uh into uh conflict resolution later, but nothing is about actual solution. You feel me? I think everything is about why why I did what I did. Am I valid? Am I justified? I don't care. I didn't I didn't offend anybody. But I think with relationships, one of the biggest problems we're dealing with is like we're in these spaces or in these rooms or in these relationships with people like and not even giving them the time of day to express themselves or not even giving them the time of day to actually understand like, yo, this is this is what bothers me. This is or or if you if somebody tells you what bothers them on the other side, like we're not even in the space to say like, okay, what did I do to make you feel that way? Like we have no universal care. I shouldn't say universal. We have it's hard in relationships nowadays for people to actually care about the other's feelings. I hear we say that a lot, but if you think about caring about somebody's feelings, wouldn't that boil down to let's say conversations? Wouldn't that boil down to change behavior? Wouldn't that boil down to like compromise? You know, we think of compromising in the sense that um, we think about compromising in the sense that um, like it's only maritally, like only in, in, in physical relationships or relationships that's your wife, your husband, your partner, whatever the case may be. But like, nah, bro, there's compromising like friendships too. And brother to brother, you know, siblings, whatever you want to call it, there's compromise. Like, and compromise only comes from when you care about the other person's position. Hear me out. I did not say agree with the other person's position. I said care about the other person's position. I'm going to say that again. I did not say agree with the other person's position or feelings. I said care about their position of feelings. Because I think we get this thing mixed up that we got to agree with how everybody feel and how everybody move and how everybody do. Like we don't get to say or control how somebody feels, but if you in a if you in a a, a healthy situation, you should at least respect it and I mean uh, you know and care about it. Like you don't have to agree with it, bro. That's not the world we live in. Like every now and social media, uh, text messaging, FaceTime. It's so many different ways to misconstrue what's what matters, what's most valuable. It's like now we gotta understand. Like yo, are we even in a position? to judge people's feelings who's who's to say who can judge what but we all are in a position if you rock with somebody to say you care about their feelings you feel me i think we're all in a place where you can acknowledge where other people's feelings should hold value to you to you now if you just a cold you know a cold-blooded a-hole that don't really care about um you know how many relationships you do or don't have around you there's some people that's like that you feel me some people that ain't me, but you know, some people are like that. And and I think that we will have those people still should have a way to respect people's like just because you don't like people, just because if you're not a people's person, that doesn't mean other people won't care about you. That doesn't mean that you don't have uh um you know a responsibility to reciprocate the love they show you. It may look different because you're not a people's person, you feel me? 
However, you still got to rock with it. You still got to at least show them, like, you know, I'm never going to be all in like you, but, like, this is what I can offer, and this is how I am, or this is how I move. And then you allow that person to say, like, oh, if that's the way we move it, okay, cool, I can do that. Because I don't, you know, I may not need much from you. I just like I just like doing stuff for you, with you, whatever the case may be. And you can rock like that. And the other, if you put it out there, they should be able to say, like, yeah, bet. Okay, cool. Or they can be like, nah, that's not what I'm really looking for. I thought, I thought I was gonna get a little more than that. Like, that's not that's not where we're going. But I don't think we're really in a position with these relationships to pick and choose how others feel. You know, I realize the older I get, it's not really about almost agreeing at agreeing on people's feelings at all. Like, I don't I don't think you can control somebody's feelings. <laughs> Like, I don't even think if you do all the right, how many times have you done all the right things and the feeling that you were trying to provoke or or give someone, I shouldn't say provoke, provoke sounds so negative. Let me not say that. How many times have you done something and when, you, when you're trying to give somebody a feeling of happiness or a feeling of content or a feeling of, of joy, you do these things and they don't work out like that. So like you literally have no control over how somebody's going to feel about anything you do. But what you do have control over is, like, respecting their position. If I went and bought my wife flowers and I come back to the crib and she's like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, I just bought her flowers. But if it didn't, if it didn't do what she, if it didn't do for her what I intended, I can't go and then get mad at her and be like, oh, wow, I got you flowers and you ain't even care. Like, that goes back to, like, caring about the other person's feelings. But, like, I, I could disagree. Like, dang, I went out my way to get you flowers. Like. I can disagree with how she feel, but I, I care enough and respect it enough to know, like, oh, nah, this is how we sticking and moving. Okay, bet, got you. And then what mature people do is you will have a conversation around, like, how could, what would you like for me to do to, for you to feel this way? Whatever way that may be. What would you like for me to do? For, to, you know what I'm saying? That's that extra inch we don't go. We'll never rap about that. You feel me? We'll never, people get denied in their first attempt, and they're like, oh, well, I tried. That ain't life. Bro, that ain't life. And you see so many relationships out here suffering because we think everything is about if somebody if somebody saw it my way. Or it's either I hope somebody saw it my way or I don't care. It is what it is. That's the dumbest thing we've learned as a culture. I ain't going to go off on that tangent, but that's the dumbest thing we've learned. It is what it is. And there are some certain there are certain things that fall under that. That, hey, this is what it is. Bet that. There are some things that fall under that. You feel me? But everything doesn't. Everything does not fall under that. There's no way it can. That's, that's not even the world we live in. But we think that... We think that other people's feelings is a product of our... <laughs> uh, like, other people's feelings isn't always a product of your action. And I think in relationships, let's say one-on-one... We need to understand that, you know, we can't really control that. So that's my first point, bro. Like, we don't really care about other people's feelings. Most people try to prove if their action was valid or if their reaction was valid. And really, and to, to be real, you know, you only can validate yourself. You know how you move. You know how you do. You know what you did. Antonio said this on the last episode. He was like, you know, intent only matters to the person. So what, I, um, my bad, but we're not in a position where we're able to just sit around and think like, uh, we're not in a position to tell people how to feel, uh, uh, you know, based on what we did. So like, yeah, 
that's one reason why relationships are suffering. It sucks, but it's the reality. You know, and then the second part of this, you feel me, journey that we going through is the journey of relationships I'm speaking on. The second part is like, bro, people got to get their control in, 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 <laughs> in check, bro. Like, I think we have disagreements nowadays and everybody is so caught on like how they can control the situation. And I mean, like, say, think about somebody right now that uh, y'all going through that, which I'm going to call petty thing where it's like, who texts who last? Who call who this many times this week, that many times this week? Or, oh, I text you yesterday and I was waiting on you to call me back from when I text you yesterday. That's all control. You just want to control the situation. You just want to put the ball in other people's court because it's like the safest way to, to, to live or to make relationships work is if I do what I think is best and then along with me doing what I think is best, I'm going to just like stop right there. I'm not going to do too much because that may come with a consequence for whatever reason. That may come with a consequence. I'm not going to go too hard because I'm not going to be looking thirsty. I'm not going to call back because I don't double call nobody. Now, I should have gave this disclaimer in minute whatever, but if you were in a healthy situation, sibling, every time I say relationship, y'all, I need y'all to think every relationship. If you're in a healthy situation, you do not care that bad about who call who. You know what I'm saying? Calling somebody multiple times and they didn't call you back will probably concern you about their well-being more than it would about them calling you back to talk about whatever you were talking about. But we are so stuck in controlling this narrative of we're so, 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 so stuck in controlling this narrative about like our future or controlling like how we move. What's the new normal? Oh, I came up like this. No, like we can't control those things. The things we're trying to control aren't meant to be controlled is why relationships are failing, which why they're suffering so bad. Like and you can look around millennials specifically like and you Everybody says, like, yeah, keep your circle small. I agree with that. But they don't ever talk about, like, the circle is not your only relationship. You have a small circle of people that, you know, you you rock with. But that circle, let's take, you know, let's say, for instance, I have my spouse. You know, my son, he don't count. He like one. My, my spouse, I have my circle. You know, my aces, the people I rock with. And then you still have like social friends, associates, so on and so forth. Even though all those don't hold the same value, they're still relationships. That's like how you go to work and you rap with some people only while y'all at work. Even though that may not be a big part of your life, that's still a relationship. And a lot of times we don't even try to understand that even though it holds small weight to us, it may hold a lot of weight to the other person. Those small conversations or interactions y'all have may be helping them out in ways that you don't even understand. But a lot of times we're so stuck in whatever mode it is about, oh, like, oh, I don't I got a small circle and got associates. It is what it is. That's not life. When you interact with people, when you exchange energy with people, that matters to what you that matters because even if it comes off, it doesn't matter if it comes off positively or negatively, it's still an interaction that had ch it could change the course of somebody's day. You feel me? And if you're one of those people that don't care about nothing, stay off the internet. Why do you keep reminding us that you don't care? Why do you feel the need to tell people that you don't care about that you don't care? 
And those people should never, ever, ever. <laughs> like those people should think like, do the people you tell and don't care, care as much as you think they do? Because obviously you feel a need to tell us that you don't care or, oh, I'll cut you off or, oh, I'll do this. If you like that, go on, do it then. If you about that life, you feel me? Like, uh, it'd be all these people that cut people off just be, <laughs> just go on, do it. You know what I'm saying? So that second point is like, we got to stop trying to maintain control over stuff that's not meant to be controlled. You feel me? Like, we can't continue to push our narratives, I mean, excuse me, try to push our control side of things over all relationships. That's never going to work, especially <laughs> if, uh, especially if you're a person like me that's just defined by spirit. Like, it, people intentionally trying to control a situation makes me uncomfortable because I don't understand why people feel the need to control everything. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can control things. I don't understand why people feel the need to control things that's not just pertaining to them. You know what I'm saying? I even throw their immediate family, wife, kids, or whatever your immediate family may be. But... When you try to control other human lives and other interactions around humans, bro, that's not that's not normal to me. You feel me? Like, that's not how we actually do this thing called life. Like, you can't control those. So when you when when your can when your need to control something outweighs how productive your movement is, you need to check yourself. Like, straight up though. Cause like you don't even that's not a progressive way of living at all. Um, secondly, millennials, th excuse me, this third. I don't know where I'm at, but we we going. Millennials, <laughs> most of us are what, born, you know, 36 to like 24, 25, whatever that may be. You know, a lot of us didn't agree with the way we came up. A lot of us don't necessarily think that our parents, you know, they did, the, even though we know the, our parents did the best they could, we don't know if they set us up for success, right? And then a lot of us are just functioning in dysfunction. Like, we're literally functioning or used to functioning in dysfunction to the point you cannot make good relationships you can't even like make something functionable because you're not used to functioning in functionable situations i don't even know if functionable is a word <laughs> but you're not even used to that and i think that's where like the unwarranted cutoffs come the the commitment to toxic relationships that's where all those things come into play because you could be as is is nice and and get you know per, uh you know um resilient as you want to be but if you're used to functioning in dysfunction you can be the greatest person in the world but dysfunction finds its way back in because that's just what you're used to and it can be very subconscious like let's talk about cutting people off for a second cutting people off can be warranted but it Cutting people off, if you do not know, is a form of emotional abuse. My wife and I was rapping about this, like, like unwarranted, like, oh, you know what? You did something I don't like, so I'm never going to, I'm not going to say nothing to you. You can call, reach out, da, da, da. I'm not going to say anything to you. You can just, again, going back to the original, you know, the first point, you can disagree with something, but to sit there and not even, to just cut somebody off, unless they did something, you know, that's, you know, non-negotiable i feel that because i got morals and values too but to just cut people off no explanations no anything there's no way you give unless you just perfect and done been to whatever you done went through to be perfect like that's not good for anybody 
And it's so dysfunctional because you don't end things ever. Like there are certain situations, not all, that you should be able to get through and understand like, oh, this person got to get cut off. I'm going to talk to you and let you know why we why you got cut off because I don't like X, Y, and Z. See, everybody pulled a mature bag until it's time to get in the mature bag. So somebody does something, whatever it is, you disagree and you really say this is the 10th offense, whatever it may be. Bro, you can have a conversation like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I didn't like X, Y, and Z, but I can't do this no more, bro. Like, this ain't this don't serve me in the life I'm trying to go to, the life I'm at, whatever the case may be. Whatever your reasoning is, you know, you can give that person a chance to explain themselves, but explain it. People got to realize listening to somebody doesn't mean that you're going to just automatically go back to it. Listening to somebody is the common courtesy of having a, a, a good relationship at once or being, you know, in whatever for a period of time. Oh, I can hear you out. You know what I'm saying? Because I wouldn't even want you to. Walk away from this not knowing why we're not going to be like how we were or not knowing why you got cut off. I can rap with you. But a lot of people do that and just don't want to even have a conversation. Like a conversation can, a convert, you can, something can happen. We disagree. We take time apart. We can have a, you make the decision that this don't serve you no more. This person reaches back out. That person, read whatever the case, however y'all talk again. A conversation can still happen about whatever the original problem was. Like, excuse me, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody thinks that, like, the cutoff phase has to be, um, like, like, immediate, no talk about, no processing, no nothing. Because we, as millennials, <laughs> we, as blacks, I should say minorities, we... As young married people, we as professionals, we as brothers and we as, you know, whatever you may be, cutting off don't always work. You know, a lot of times I see a warranted cutoff is like you've talked to somebody, you gave them time, no change behavior. Like, it's just not working out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you keep doing the same thing. I keep having the same conversation. You know what? Boom. We got it. I got to get up out of there. I respect that. That's the way it should be. I understand that. You feel me? Like. Those are the things that warrant it. But, like, when you functioning and dysfunction so much, unwarranted cutoffs or unwarranted, like, oh, I'm up out of here, like, no reason, I don't care what's going on, I'm done. No, that's a form of emotional abuse that we that we have normalized in our community, bro. Like, and it's crazy to think that people only want to, to show that, oh, I cut people's off. Have you ever thought about I always want to ask people that cut people like that's their immediate response to any type of disagreement. Are you sure that the people you cut, you're not helping the people you cut off? Like, are you sure it's them that that are quote unquote, because most people that cut off are like losing in the situation because most people that go to cut off immediately think that they're, you know, releasing their position or value on something. And that's not always the case. I don't think that I don't think that a lot of and it benefit them more than it benefits you. And I'm saying all this to say because nine times out of ten, that's a way of functioning in dysfunction. We cut people off without wanting to have conversations. We cut people off without understanding why we're going through what we're going through. Like, there's a reason for those things. You feel me? Like, and all those things don't have to be bad, but 
they do have to end. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. They do have to end. Uh, number four, this one right here takes me there, yo. Like this right here takes me all the way to a place that I don't think people understand. So number four is really big because I think we live in a time where we know we're trying to undo generational curses, you know, uh, create generational wealth, be the first time this, first time that in our families. Absolutely dope. think we all should, you know, feel that energy. We all should do those things. Those things are really, really needed. But the another reason, the fourth reason why relationships are suffering are because everybody know, just knows what they don't want to do. They don't really know what they want to do. Everybody just wants to, uh, you know, the example I wrote down was like, if you ask somebody that, you know, d disagrees with their upbringing, you could just hear them say like, yeah, I didn't want that for my life. It's never like a, you know, this is what I'm going to do because I came up like this. It's always just what you don't want. And I think that's a part of it. That's good. Like you should know what you don't want. You know what I'm saying? For instance, uh, you know, shout out to my Duke. She did her damn thing with us. Like we got into, uh, you know, our where, where I consider myself my home coming up. We were in sixth, sixth grade. This is not a negative thing, but this is a, a, an example. When I got out, I was like, oh, when I have my first child, I'm going to already have my first home. It wasn't just like, oh, I just know I don't want to be moving around a lot. That's very different because moving around a lot is just so broad. Like, I know I don't want to move around, but I don't know if I want to be in my first crib, if I'm cool with an apartment, if I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to really lay out what you want. It's good to know what you don't want, but it doesn't always help you get what you want. A lot of people in these relationships now are just like, oh, I just know I don't want this. I just don't want them to be broke. So can you tell me what you want them to be? Like I think, and and the re it sounds simple, but the reason why we have so many misunderstood relationships because everybody got a different definition of broke. Everybody got a different definition of broke, straight up. Like I'm broke. I, look, if you put my little account up against whatever you know, somebody in this world, that world, somebody may think, oh, he all right. Some people, are like, oh no, nah, bro, I can't do that. But we just know we don't want to broke. We got to stop saying what we don't want and figure out what we want. Like, yes, knowing what you don't want is a part of it, but it, that's a part of it. That's not the whole thing. We got to rap about like, yeah, mm, I'm going here with it. I'm going here with it because I don't want this to happen versus I just don't want this to happen. Oh, what you trying to do? Oh, I don't know. I just don't want that, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like, <laughs> that's like, and I know you trying to order something to eat, and you be like, yo, bro, let's go to Chipotle. And somebody like, oh, I don't want Chipotle. Oh, where you want to go? Oh, I don't know. I just know I don't want Chipotle. Bruh. Like, it's a simple example, but it's the truth, though. Like, we really got to figure out what, what, how, why, when, all those things of what we want. So we got to stop functioning in what we don't want and figuring out how we can get what we actually do want. Five, man. The fifth reason why relationships are suffering. It's crazy, yo. Like, there, there, this one is not gonna be. I don't think everybody understands what this one actually means. There is a true lack of transparency, accountability, honesty, and directness. 
Like, I can't even wrap y'all up about what all those things are because, you know, most of my audience is between the ages of 22 and 38. Most of those people should at least have, a, again, a universal understanding of what those things mean. But, you know, I'm going to dive into it anyway. Transparent. Let, let, let's, go with, let's go with honesty first. Like, people are not honest because a lot of times they don't like, this is, this is so true. Honesty is only good when you want to give it. Honesty is only good when you want to give it. And what I mean by that is a lot of people don't like when you figure something out without them telling you. It wasn't meant for you to know. So now if you come to that's why, like, it's hard to come with people with like unsolicited conversations or unsolicited advice, even if it's true. It's hard because I didn't tell you that. So then it's like, I can't, goes back to the control thing. I can't confirm that because I don't want you to think that you just got it figured out. I need to be able to control the situation. Control that thing. Rule that thing. You understand what I'm saying? And that ain't the case. Honesty is about saying how you feel. You in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, you learned, I am sad. I am happy. I don't like this. Mommy, I don't want green beans. I don't like that. Like, honesty is saying how you feel and keeping it in a band. Like, honesty is not only saying how you feel, you saying what you mean. Like, I'm going to say how I feel. I'm going to tell you why. And I mean this because. Like, that. those are the things that we got to understand are, are, are monumental in changing a relationship game. Honesty has to be there. It doesn't matter if somebody called you out. I've been called out. No, I did not like it. But, yo, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, honesty don't always got it. Honesty is not always, oh, because I said it. It's true. No, honesty is like, yo, I've been feeling this feeling. Or or I'm, I'm speaking on the feeling bag real quick. Like, if you're feeling something, just because somebody comes to you and be like, bro, I can tell, like, da-da-da-da-da-da, and you know they're right, we have a trouble saying, like, damn, I have. it has been like that. Honesty is just not there. People care way more about being right than telling the truth. And being right is not always the truth because people manipulate things just to be right. A lot of people are cool with being alone and right. Whether it's the truth or not does not matter. If I create a test, it's all multiple choice. In question 26, the correct answer is D. But I mismade the test and put A. If somebody did the math and selected D, but I told the class everybody pick A because I made a mistake, nobody's going to argue because it's all about, it's not about telling the truth or doing everything, you know, honestly. It's about being right. That's all that we care about. That's all that we care about. And that's not always good. You know, uh, moving on, the lack of transparency. That goes down like the social media thing killing us really bad right now. You feel me? The social media bag of understanding, the social media bag of understanding image, perception versus reality is killing us. We're not transparent on social media. And that's even for the people that don't post. Like, that's not a bad thing that you don't post. But you're not, tra you're not transparent on social media because we don't show any of it. 
we may show glimpses of it, cool. And I don't blame anybody or move, care about how anybody moves. I'm telling you how it seeped in our mind. Transparency is always like, I'm going to keep it like, this goes back to the honesty thing. I'm going to be transparent. This is where I'm at. Like, for instance, coming on this, coming on this episode today, transparency. Mike had to step away for personal reasons. Like, those things are just a part of simple, basic, you know, healthy relationships. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to be transparent in all moments. When you have disagree disagreements with people, you got to be transparent. You got to put, you have to output. See, what people don't like is it takes works to make relationships stay good. And people prioritize one or two relationships. And as long as these two are good, I will let everything fall to the wayside. I only owe these two people transparency. I only owe these two people honesty. I only owe these two. No. 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 Uh, a lack of accountability, bro. Like, <laughs> on to the third one in, in, in this major segment of where we're at in life. Like, lack of accountability is so big right now that it's almost detrimental to the culture. Like, people do not like owning. You see me keep looking out the window because it's snowing and people are driving. And I have no idea why they would be out there driving. And we got like 10 inches a day. But anyway, um, uh, lack of accountability because it's like people don't even like saying their part in things, especially if it went bad. Now, if it went good, they there for it. But if things don't go the way we planned them to go, then there there's a minimal amount of people that will take that. Like, oh, yeah, I'll take that hit. They don't do it. Everybody wants to look like, you know, the golden person. Everybody wants to look like they have it together. But that's not accountability. Accountability is is actually sitting here and making sure people understand, like, no, not making sure people understand. It's like owning what part you had in it, period. Do that for the good things, the bad things, the indifferent things. All of the parts of being in a, 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 a healthy relationship is showing, like, hey, going... This is how we're moving. You know, I'm here with it. You there with it. Um, you know, I did this that may have made you feel like that. My bad. Once you explained it to me, I see how I made you feel. Like, bro, accountability shouldn't be that hard. And, and it only gets harder because you're trying to protect something that, excuse me, it, 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 that's, it, that's not perfect. As long as we're, in, you know, imperfect people, which will always be, there will be disagreements. There will be, you know, intense interactions. That's just the way it is. Nobody's the same. But accountability makes those lines a lot less blurred because we're able to say why things went this way. How can I improve it? How can I make it better? Instead of just thinking like, oh, no, nah, bro. Like, no, nah, I ain't had nothing to do with that. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a true lack of accountability egos oh god egos bro what j cole say pride is the devil egos like relation i think men and women egos are almost on the same level now like men naturally have ego but i think the ego has grown for you know females and rightfully so everybody should have a little ego it should just, you should just know when to hold yourself accountable and check your ego. I have no problem with a woman having an ego. I have no problem with any dude having an ego. 
everybody should have a little bit of err when you're trying to get what you're trying to get. You feel me? But if you do not know when to check that, it will never be good. If you do not know how to check ego, it will never be good. And relationships are suffering because we do not understand how to maneuver with our ego. Ego stops you from listening. Ego stops you from mending things. Ego stops you from talking. Ego makes you want to control. Ego, because ego attacks the brain, attacks the mental. And once those whatever type of dopamines or whatever they call start getting up in the brain, brother, and, when, and the ego wins, it's over. It's over. Ego has stopped so many good things along with misunderstandings, but like ego has stopped so many things that weren't meant to be stopped, but people cannot check themselves. My bad, yo. You got to let the ego go. And that's almost like even with business relationships. Like even with business relationships, you have to think that business relationships are not always about money. Sometimes they're about value. But when people get super inflated with ego, all they think about is a dollar amount and nothing else. So your ego won't allow you to take the opportunity that you should take in order for your your business to go to the next level or your career to go to the next level or for things to go to the next level because your ego tells you, oh, pay me, pay me my worth. But sometimes in those relationships, business relationships, People are making a, and you got to be able to decipher between this. This is not always the case all the time, but it does come into play, especially for people that's, that's kind of, you know, proving their skill. Sometimes you have to understand the vision, not only for yourself, but when you're working with others. Does their vision include a journey that not only benefits your, your vision, but includes your, your vision in on it? Including a vision and business relationships. So I have a company and I'm hiring this person to do this, but my company vision aligns with this person's vision and my company vision, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My, the company's vision, like, um, not elevates, but adds on to mine. Sometimes that dollar amount, if you charge people two fifty an hour, and they say, hey, I got 175, but they can map out how the next four years will look. And I promise you we'll get here. And you understand the questions to ask in the vision. Don't ruin that relationship because of ego. You know, the big homie always told me, man, you know, sometimes a bird in the hand is better than the one in the bush. Two bird, I don't remember if it's two birds in the hand or one bird in the hand is better than one in the bush. But what that's saying is like sometimes it's better to understand exactly what you have and where you're going. Versus shooting, shoot, you know, you reaching through this bush trying to find your quote unquote worth. Like we should almost be to the point, and this is all ego, where you shouldn't have to tell yourself, I kn getting ahead of myself. Let me not say that because some people need that validation. In a business relationship, your craft should be good enough where you understand and know your value without a, a dollar amount being said. You understand exactly what you mean where you don't have to argue that. You could say, like, I'm okay at this time. Or, okay, you know, a little below what, what I feel like it is, but I believe in such and such so we can move forward. Ego can put you in such a bad situation. They can almost put you in a situation that you can't come back from. And ego isn't an all-day thing. Ego strike like, boom. 
you control it for three months, it go take over, boom. And that's in business relationship and personal relationships, man. It's those are almost self-explanatory. Like ego will attack every weak point of any relationship that you have when it comes down to disagreements. Ego stops you again, like I said, from mending things, from hearing people. The arrogance and thinking that we know everything and we control everything does not allow us to actually hear people out. That's your ego causing you not to listen. Straight up, that is not good. You understand what I'm saying? Like we just sit and think we know everything or seen every situation and allow our ego not to let us hear, not to let us uh, comprehend, not to let us think, not to let us, you know what I'm saying? Like we just sit here and keep doing those things and not even caring about if it's actually making it better for people. We just, oh, I know everything. Nah, that's not what it was. I know what that, nah, bro, I'm straight. Like, nah, I know for a fact. Like, <laughs> when you say I know for a fact, you can only speak on factual events. I know it sounds crazy, but I got to say it. When you speak on, <laughs> when you speak on, when you say, I know for a fact, it got to be like an event that happened or like an exchange that you were a part of. You can't say, I know for a fact, and then tell somebody their opinion. Or you tell somebody something that's opinionated. That can't be, I know for a fact type situations. Like I can say, I know for a fact my birthday October 3rd. You can't argue that. <laughs> I can't say, I know for a fact you happy right now. That's a, they may be happy. That may be an educated guess, a great one. You may even be right, but that's not something that you can just say, I know for a fact. No. And I don't care how simplistic or how crazy that example sounds. We need to get out of our minds that we can tell people how they feel. It goes back to the honesty thing. Like if it's been proven and I know, and you've told me this, I can say that. But we can't go into it saying, I know for a fact, da 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 Because why? In the context of building relationships, people don't like to be told about themselves when they haven't told you. So when you say, I know for a fact, da 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 even if you're right, they're like, no, let me lie. I can't be honest because now it can't be a fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to watch that. And that's ego. That's ego on both ends. The ego makes the other person lie about it being a fact. And the ego made me come in like, oh, the ego made me come in like, oh, the ego comes in like, oh, let me tell this person how they feel. No, bro. Like, just ask questions. I'm going to give you advice. I don't know what minute this is. 40 something. I give you advice on this. Like, ask questions and <laughs> disagreements and you can almost never go wrong because you asking a question is allowing somebody to express themselves. Even if you know the answer, you allow people to express themselves. That's a part of maturing, understanding who you're talking to, knowing the game, being in you know productive relationships for a, a, you know a good bit of time. That's just the way it goes, and we got to start understanding that there is not there is there is not one approach to anything. There is not one approach to anything. The last but not least, bro, you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna try to double up because I think this gonna happen. This is actually gonna be part one. And I'm going to get the bros on. We're going to talk about this. You know, this might be part one, part two. I don't know. But we'll, we'll, we'll go with, with where, you know, uh, we'll go we'll go wherever we go with it. So conflict resolution is at an all-time low, bro. 
And conflict resolution does not mean we both agree. Conflict resolution does not mean that we, you know, always ride into the sunset together. Conflict resolution does not mean that, yeah, you compromised, I didn't. Conflict resolution means that we had a disagreement, we had an issue, it's now resolved. They didn't say we agreed on it, but that may be like, I understand why you felt this way now. You understand why I felt this way. Even though we don't agree on each other's views or we don't agree with, you know, what was said and how it was, I can say how it was handled, what was said and, you know, nothing, you know, detrimental was said or done. We can put that behind us. It doesn't come back up a year later, 10 months later, not in a malicious way. Like you could talk about it now because it's over and done with. But those times where, oh, yeah, we over that. And then as soon as you get mad or be turning up or do whatever you do and, it comes up because you super passive aggressive about it. Like that's not resolved. That issue is not done. That conflict has not been resolved. We have to learn how to either be a part of the solution or stop causing problems. We are causing too many problems that we don't know how to resolve. And all of them are not hard. Some of these are simple and easy. Some of these are conversations away that's ending great things all because lack of honesty transparency accountability like we have to learn how to check those things or or use those things in order to resolve conflict that's just what we have to do no if ands or buts there's no way around it we have to do these things in order to make sure that people understand like yo relationships can work because there's no way you can teach your children or teach the youth how to maneuver if you're not doing it every day if you're not doing what you say you're supposed to be doing or you're not doing what you present as all the time, if you're not doing those things, there's no way you are teaching whoever you think you are that you are doing those things. Whether that's a sibling, the youth, whatever, your kids, whoever. If you're not, because people watch you on the internet, they watch you in person, they watch all that. If you're not actually doing those things, then you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't advocate for them if you're not actually doing those things. You have to know how to resolve conflict. In the professional world, in the business world, in relationships, all these things are relationship-based. The world is relationship-based. Growth is relationship-based. And all relationships aren't with other people. How, how is your relationship with the Bible? How is your relationship with, your, you know, your God? How is your relationship with, you know, alcohol? How is your relationship with, you know, marijuana? How is your relationship with these things, with sex, with this, with that? What type of relationship do you have with these things that's causing you to progress or digress? You have to check yourself in that. And that goes back to accountability. Like, what are you willing to call yourself out on that nobody's going to hear, nobody's going to know, but you know you got to move better in this in this retrospect. Excuse me, in this aspect. You got to know these things, bro. Like, it's 2022, y'all. We got to do better, bro. Relationships really out here dying over some real, like, simplistic like really not that deep you know and 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 if you made it this far thank you but another thing i should have said like <laughs> i'm gonna start calling your boy the uncertified relationship coach bro because i ain't i ain't really i ain't really you know here to fix other people's issues i hope i give you enough game sometimes to help you get through what you're going through but like i think i've just experienced enough relationships to know what you know for the most part like simple basic productive tools to have when it comes to conflict resolution being honest 
you know, when to be passive, when to be assertive, when to be direct. Like those things are big. You can't just get out of those. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to consider those things. Uh, so, hey, man, I think this is going to be part one, man. Millennials versus the world. It's your boy K-Dot Mims. 2022 don't stand a chance, baby. And we back.